Third Shift Thoughts with Trophies. <sighs> oh, oh crap. Uh, dang it. <clears throat> Alright, so I gotta set down my uh, tuna mac and cheese with some uh, Louisiana hot sauce in it to bring you guys in the second episode of... Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz. <clears throat> so today... <clears throat> wow. That, that uh, hot sauce kicks you right in the chest. So today, we're going to talk about something that's a little bit interesting and near to dear to my heart. If I can set this up correctly. Um, it's going to be about time. And the concept of time. So, to begin with, you know, we have to think about time... First and foremost, as a man-made construct, um, we have to think of time as something that isn't entirely what it says it is. And just give me a second so that I can cough through this uh, mac and cheese to tell you. So this is truly a third shift thought because you see, time is a man-made construct in the essence that Humans technically designed it. Think about it. So, you know, we hone to these ancient philosophers, these ancient people that talk about all these different philosophies, all these different things in nature that they witness, um, things that they believe to be true. One of those things is time. Well, with anything, you know, we have to think and we have to realize that human nature is flawed. So, in the essence that, you know, humans will tend to mess something up. Um, they will tend to uh, make something, and it's not going to be 100% perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, despite what they say, you know, and despite what social media tells us, you know, nobody is truly perfect, which is great. That's okay. It's, it's the thing that keeps us human. And, you know, as we strive for these new new improvements in these new technologies, we have to keep this in mind as we progress. But anyway, time is a man-made construct. Time is something that, um, when thought through, you know, we put this limitation on ourselves. We put time on something. We know that we're eventually one day going to die. Now, how this happens, you know, we're not entirely sure. Uh, someone, you know, has a heart attack, Somebody gets hit by a bus. You know, something happens to where our quote-unquote time ceases to be. But here's what I want to challenge this thinking. This is where I want to challenge uh, some schools of thought that I personally know. Um, and I want to challenge this with this thought process. Time is a man-made construct. So what if we were to live without time? Now, you know, people who are like me, constantly checking their watch, constantly checking the time. It's something that, you know, we hate to hear. We hate the concept. We hate the fact that we are stripping ourselves of something that is a constant. Humans in entertain and rebound off of constants. <clears throat> if there is a pressure on certain types of humans, 
they will tend towards that pressure. They will want to go towards that pressure. Time is a simple pressure. Um, it's something that, you know, human beings as a whole are going to, in essence, in some capacity, want. Um, there are some people who are your type A and type B. So type A is more of the, um, if it's a mess, it's going to drive me nuts. If it's, you know, not in this certain way, in the certain order, it's just going to absolutely drive me bonkers. Uh, type B's are more go with the flow. They're more like, oh, you know, it could be this way. I could stylize it this way. You know, it doesn't really matter. So for type A's, to have the concept of time be a construct that isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all of existence is quite stressful. So let me put this and poise this question to you. You know, we, <clears throat> we adhere to philosophers all the time. Let's say, you know, time is a relative thing. Time is something that, you know, is true. It is a constant. It is like gravity in essence. What if we were to remove time? And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that this is a dumb idea. Like, Joe, why are you talking about this? For one, it's a third shift thought, so I have to. That's the whole point of this podcast. But two, let's remove the concept of time. Would you enjoy the time that you, well, would you enjoy the company of somebody that was next to you more? Would you enjoy the ballpark Frank in your hand as you hear the crack of the ball as it goes soaring over left field for a home run for the team that you love? Would you enjoy your parents more? Would you enjoy your hobbies more? Would you enjoy going to work? I mean, probably not because it's based on a time schedule, but would you enjoy, my dog sneezed, bless you, um, would you enjoy Callie Ann? I'm trying to do a podcast. I don't need you snorfing over here. Anyway, um, thank you. So where we are at right now is that there are these things that bind us. And, you know, I think if we were to remove said time, we would be able to enjoy our everyday lives that much more. Granted, you know, we have to entertain and support the argument. Well, there, because there isn't this pressure, we won't enjoy it. We'll just take it for granted. This is true. You know, this is something that I want to recognize and say there is that possibility. That is on the other hand. But on the first hand, wouldn't you just feel so much more relaxed sitting by the lake and fishing? You know, taking in the sights and the sound as you see the birds fly over, as you smell the algae in the lake as you pull the fish up hear the splash laugh with someone next to you as you caught that fish wouldn't it be something like that wouldn't it be something that you would adhere to i think it would help but the problem is we have been on a time schedule since our inception think about it you know the three trimesters the day you were born the start of something the continuation on Time is a linear thing, allegedly. Here is where I think this gets really fascinating. In popular culture and in science fiction, we talk about time travel. We talk about essentially removing yourself from this instance and sending yourself to a different instance. It's going to take a great deal of energy and matter to overcome this. Now, I think you know the biggest thing that we have going on right now against space travel is that it's going to take too long. 
Uh, say, for example, we send out a colony of humans to Mars. It's going to take time. It's going to take advancements. It's going to take many things to be able to craft and hone this ability, you know, to be able to colonize, colonize another planet. But let's think about this. Let's say, for example, we create a device that has the ability to essentially move in distance but not time i don't know if any of you watch the show rick and morty um because it it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot to handle but there's in essence I'll, I'll explain it this way rick sanchez who is rick of the Mor rick and morty um he has a portal gun that he shoots and essentially it creates a wormhole now this wormhole essentially allows him to travel many, many millions upon trillions of miles in distance, but not really in time and in time too, in certain regards. I think this construct is what it's going to take for our society to advance. But the problem is, is that you have to quantify this energy, put it in a small enough device to be able to use, um, to break down your molecules or to, transfer your molecules in that grade of a distance. And I don't know personally what it's going to be that could do something like that, but I think it's going to take a little bit more advancement, a little more time. I think we're definitely going to have to send out a, col a spaceship colony of humans at one point. Um, mostly because, you know, if we're going to be really honest here, um, I don't know what side of the frame you are on global warming, um, which, you know, we're running out of resources. There's going to come a point where we're going to be out of resources. So we need to find alternatives now uh, in order to and implement them in order to sustain sustenance and life on this planet. So that is the question that I pose. What are we going to do? I think at some point in the future, it's going to come down to some of these devices that are going to be able to travel in distance, but not necessarily in time. Um, it could be like a teleporter, as we've seen in, you know, Star Trek and other various types of instances. But here's the big third shift thought that I want to throw at you. Since time is a man-made construct, are we really traveling in time when we go back in time? Or are we just traveling in energy? Are we traveling back to something that a previous energy was? Because if time's a man-made construct, we ourselves have designed it. Therefore, it doesn't exist. And I think that's where I'm going to leave you for this one. Typically, I run about 15 minutes per episode. But I want you to think on that. Think on it hard. Don't hurt yourself. I'm not saying that I'm an elitist thinker. But I don't want you to turn away from this podcast. It's only the second episode. And I need listeners. So, um, I think we're going to go to... What I've heard is everyone's favorite segment, which is the music interlude. Music interlude. Shifts got me jacked up in the head.
I just want to go to my bed Have to fight the dogs For your side I throw them out of bed By the scruff of the high Callie whines to me And Castiel has to pee I didn't know that it'd be That I'd lay in their pee Dark the bed In my haze I say you're dead and I throw them down As politely as I can Cause animal cruelty's never Take him outside. They try to run and hide. Castiel knows me so well. He pretends like he fell, and Callie jumps over. They're supposed to go party, but they're so naughty. And the dogs piss the bed that I'm laying in. I wish I could change my skin. And now I'm laying in my next kin where she's wandering. Where I've been Man, if dogs could smile They'd be laughing a mile As I see them there Looking in my bed without a care I just want to shower But I'd rather nap an hour As I see my dogs walking Through the fog in the day That the weatherman said Probably cloudy, little chance of rain It's 8.30 She's wondering why the sheets are dirty She rolls over and said Honey, did you piss the bed? Man, I'm angry Or am I just hangry? I haven't eaten since one Man, this isn't fun 
Laying in a piss-stained bed Just want To slip away Sleep in my head Cause my dogs pissed the bed And I scream your death Jokingly Cause they're just animals Not the ones on animals They don't know any better So every morning I put on my sweater care of the business they're ones and twos while she sleeps dreaming of an escape from the back to the uh, second part of this podcast. Uh, I was getting a text message, that's why I had to stop for a second. But uh, for this one, I wanted to um, do something a little bit different. Um, it's pretty emotionally challenged, charged for me. Not challenged, it's charged. Um, it's something that I personally hold near and dear to my heart, um, and that's you. So this is a poem, a spoken word poem to you, my friend, um, and it's called I Love You, My Friend. So this next part is near and dear to my heart. Consequentially, don't know where to start. A spoken word, vagabond unfurled, hopefully will remind you of a world wherein you once felt the essence of love like Woodstock, White Dove, where you feel the unsequestered peace that makes you feel like fleece, warm to the touch, soft to heal, despite those in the past who make you feel so low that you could have been the dirt that was trod the heart just to hurt. I see you there with skin knees, tattered war-torn jealousies against your being after someone fleeting gave that beautiful ticker a beating. So fast, so lithe, so deaf, so fierce, that your beautiful heart it did pierce. You sit so broken on the marbled floor. You can't tell between... Your body in the door. Slam, slam, twist. I think you get the gist. Of a nature to which people in this world make you enfeeble. This is the part that will go straight to your heart. Hopefully a seed will grow that will allow you to most surely know. I love you, dearest friend. Dearest, kindest friend. I will love you till the very end. I will love you through the trials and tribulations caused by lovers, friends, and relations. I will stand by your side when all you have left is broken pride, glass houses shattered, battered, flattered to the point where it all never mattered. I will bandage your knees even when you don't say please. I will raise an alarm to bring you safe from self-harm. I will carry you, dearest friend, an open ear, heart till the very end. I will cry with you on the floor while life keeps taking more. When your hands shake and the earth feels it will quake, I will whisper in your ear to try and chase away the fear. You're great, you're above an eight, you're worth 
itself will demonstrate that love will not procrastinate. From this day on, there's someone here tagging along, holding that hand, battered by rain, searing with unbridled pain. I will pull you off those skinned knees, bandaged tender like stings of bees. I will face you in the weather and hold you heart like a feather. Someone in this world must take care of that soul to bear. I don't mean to tread on those who else will care. Just know I'm always there. Walking a department store from 10 p.m. till the a.m. 4, pondering if you, my friend, still remember me and the promise I made when I befriended thee. I'll always be there to help you. I'll always be there to refill your cup. I'll always be there to heal your worries. I'll even buy you a McD's McFlurries. DQ is better. We know this is true, but it's not my preference. It's about you. So lift those eyes, drop the knife, give me two seconds of your life to remind you just how much you matter. This isn't to make your ego fatter, just a kind reminder on the VCR rewind that you've always been on my mind. So a second without the possibility of you to light up my life from any time till two makes me sad that I was only just a call away to try and make and maybe brighten your day. To remind you just how much you matter. This isn't to make your ego fatter, just a kind remind on the VCR rewind that you have always been on my mind. Next time you feel like you don't matter and the world in your heart did shatter, pick up whatever you absolutely can. Give me a call. I'll understand. I'll guide you away to show you a brighter day and administer self-care, give you oxygen when there's no air. To remind you just how much you matter, this isn't to make your ego fatter, just a kind remind on the VCR rewind that you have always, always been on my mind. Thanks. Third Shift Thoughts was written, produced, and recorded by Joseph Byers. The song that you heard was recorded impromptu called Pissed in the Bed. In addition to that, the poem for a friend was written during the wee hours of the night. Comments, questions? Feel free to email us at jos, letter R, B-Y-E-R-S at gmail.com. And to close the segment, I think it'd be cool to give a song. Give a song that you can listen to until the next time the podcast comes back so for this i'm going to say you should listen to could you be loved by bob marley and just pick someone that you know get up and dance and as always stay groovy everybody and remember you are kind and you matter in this big grand scheme of the universe my friend i care about you and also remember time is a social construct see you next time Mm -hmm.